You're listening to the Black Eagles podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 154 of Besiktas International's The Black Eagles Podcast. I am your host, Sinan Schwartig, live from New York City. Uh, back again. And today, um, we're, of course, it's a special day. We're talking about uh, the, the, a cup match, a little different than usual. And accordingly, We've got a, a slightly different host, different co-host uh, than usual. With me today is my man, one half of the Scottish twin, Kartal Olu. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. It's an absolute honor to be uh, on the show in everyone's absence. Is everyone's away chasing the dream in Turkey uh, to right. be a, a semi-pro football? That's right. Yeah, and I guess that's a good opportunity to... Uh, Yep. You know, everybody send your prayers up to our boy. Uh, That's right, man. He's, he's in training as we speak. Well, I don't yep. know. Maybe not as we speak. It's probably a little late uh, in Turkey yep. now. But, yeah, uh, we're waiting for news, I guess. Maybe in the next week or so we'll know if he's, uh, yep. he's got himself a contract. Big, big yep. news. Big news. Huge news for that man himself. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, if, if, that, if that boy makes it one day, He's giving me to thank you. It was my, actually, it was myself that came up with the the, the Ackman uh, nickname. That's so if he right. makes it big, I deserve credit for the nickname at least. Yeah, for sure. Because the Ackman, I mean, that's a seller. That's a big seller. Yeah. No, um, yeah. Obviously, like it'd be great to have everyone come back to the podcast, but at the same time, it would be way better for him to to like realize his dreams as a professional footballer. So, uh, good luck to you if you're listening, Evran. Um, keep it up but today we're here to talk Besiktas and we've got a great co-host uh, from Glasgow I'm over Glasgow here Scott. Yeah. right so yeah. we've got international connection here today and of course we're here to talk about what ended up being a really kind of unnecessarily exciting game um, uh, unnecessarily stressful perhaps game uh, but uh, definitely a very exciting and, and fun one, especially perhaps for the neutral, uh, against Konya Spor. Um, in Konya, so that's worth noting, perhaps. Uh, but for the Turkish Cup, um, what you, I guess, coming into the match, b- before we talk about what happened, what were your thoughts here? Did you think we could be in for um, a disappointment? I guess we should probably mention what happened to our rivals. Yeah, I mean, coming into the game, I had the feeling that if we win this, uh, we've got a good chance of winning the cup. Uh, considering uh, yeah, Galatasaray get put out by Alanya, I suppose they lost 3-2. Uh, Fenerbahce lost uh, 2-1 to uh, Basakshir as well. So, um, I was feeling, I, I was, the, the mindset was, if we win this game, uh, I'd say we're the major favourites to go on and win the cup. And yeah. it's a, a trophy we've really have missed. It's, it's not one we've won since... Uh, 2011, uh, when we had Simao, Hugo Almeida, Manuel Fernandez, Guti, Quaresma, 
uh, that team was the last team that uh, won the Turkish Cup. So it's a, it's a tournament we've not won in a long time. So uh, it'd be nice to get uh, a kind of more, more recent one in our trophy cabinet in Vodafone Park. Absolutely. Yeah, and especially, like, I think I've said this before, but, like, this is kind of a special season. And beyond that, even, like, a special team because it's, like, while we're all supposed to be downsizing and sort of be more conscious of FFP rules and protocols and how much we spend versus how much we, we um, uh, send out, whatever. No, sorry, sp- uh, bring in, right? Um, despite all of that, our rivals are breaking, it seems like, all the rules, spending like wild hotcakes, um, you know, really bringing in more talent than they, than they even need in some ways. Um, and just completely like spitting in the face of, as far as I can tell anyway, of the TFF and the, and the rules they set out for teams. So what's especially nice about the season for me is that not only are we competing and potentially even and superior to our rivals for the most part, uh, we're doing it the right way, right? We're actually not overspending. We're actually following the rules and, and sort of sustainably building something that we could actually keep doing the right way for some time, right? Like, it's not going to all implode if we get second place even, right? Like, uh, uh, That's the way it's always been. When it comes to the crash, uh, we always try and do things the right way. Uh, we, don't, we don't take shortcuts. Um, we always try and play by the rules and win it. Uh, with Honor on winning, win trophies by deserving to win them. Uh, we're, we're, we're unlike our opposition in, in that respect. Yeah. And it's just like this year, it's so pronounced, you know, especially like yeah. Fener is spending like crazy. Um, they have yeah. four guys for, for each position, right? Like they're not, we're not, yeah. none of us are in Europe and they're, they're stacked like they're uh, competing in like five cups, you know? So it's, it's a, it's a weird season, but I think it's, it's especially rewarding for us knowing that like, not only are we not going to suffer if we like, don't play to our peak and win this thing, but we're potentially going to win it and make our rivals suffer them all that much more because if they yeah. don't get the champions league that guaranteed money uh all this money they spent they're going to have to offload a lot of players if they don't yeah. want to get banned from europe for the foreseeable future so that should be interesting um yeah for, sh- for sure i mean i feel like going off the way things are going just now we are playing the best football in the league i feel um, i agree get, it's really the most exciting, exciting right yeah. the score yeah, goal get- scoring Gareth Asher and I have gotten better, they've made some good signs. On Yakuri coming back, I mean, he's, a, he's been a great player for Gareth Asher and I, seemingly. He's yeah. only a great player when he's playing for, for Gareth Asher he's flopped everywhere else. And Mustafa Mohamed looks a player. But Ferrarbach, uh, they spent all the money they brought in Mesut Ozin. Um, but they, they, they don't play good football. Uh, they, they've kind of, I feel they've been very lucky in the results they've got. And when it comes to us, uh, we've got that kind of. Um, We've got that great camaraderie, camaraderie that you always talk about. Mm-hmm. We play, a, a, we play very physical football. We try and outrun, outrun our opponent. It's all about uh, the offense. It's all about triangles and uh, combinations, and just try to attack uh, the opposition as as much as possible. And it's it's been great to watch, especially as of late. I feel as if maybe the results haven't been as good as of recently, but I think as the seasons went on, we've been playing uh, better football. Uh, yeah, especially you mentioned those triangles, and I feel like yep. what's really fascinating is we're starting to see a little bit of the old tiki-taka, you know, the kind of thing we were seeing um, 
like post FEDA, you know, when we were all getting really excited about the project we were building. And it's, again, it's fascinating to see that with, with this kind of very modest thing that we're doing now without any real stars, right? Like you're still like Gazal and Rosier and Ozan, you know, in this last match, like with these beautiful, and we'll talk about it. I don't want to do any spoilers here, but um, yeah, just really interesting. Uh, it's, it's just a fun season. I think it's a, it's a feel good season and hopefully it, it, we can remain feeling good, but uh, so far, so good. And so, yeah, that's, I guess, a good preview. And so, yeah, like you mentioned, our rivals lost. And so we're going into this match with the sort of knowledge that uh, we would have a huge advantage going forward without them being in it. You know, the only real surviving team being Bashaksha here that could really, you know, put a little fear in us. But even then, you know, they've been playing like garbage. So. Um, but so, yeah, this match, I guess, first of all, let's talk about the lineup. Um... You want to introduce the lineup, Kurtzon? Yeah, yeah, SQL, I'll, I'll do that. Alright. Right. Right, so, a bit of rotation uh, to start. So, in, in goals, we had Utku uh, Yuhakura. Um, actually, went on to have a, a very solid performance, as, as we'll uh, later talk about in the episode. Mm-hmm. I was quite upset not to see uh, Bilal Jailan get his uh, Risk Crash debut. Yeah. Uh, we went for the safe option and uh, started with uh, Valentin Nozier, who's I mean, he's he's, a, he's been a fantastic right back for us, but I felt like today was a this was a game where he could have been rested. Yeah, he um, deserves a rest, right? Especially after, yeah. that, after that goal that he saved us with in the last one. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Domingos, you that centre back with uh, Montero. I feel ideal. like that is an ideal centre back pairing, and I think uh, for me the centre back pairing shouldn't be touched as often. I know Sergens like rotating Montero and Wellington. And Melanton, to be fair, has stepped up a lot recently, but I feel like keeping this kind of between those three is a good idea. You don't want too many different players playing back there, because okay. uh, I feel like that that cause a bit of instability in the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got basically we had no choice at left back. It was Van's injured, uh, so Ed Saka started at left back. Um, today was a today was all about that, the game last night was all about retribution for him. Mm-hmm. After he saw that red card in the last game, that's right. Uh, we've got our captain uh, Nizi Pusar playing uh, the number six. Uh, as we later talk about, he had a very solid game. Mm-hmm. My boy, Ke- my boy Kevin and Kudu uh, left mid, um, and then centre mid we had the iconic pairing uh, from the 15-16 season of Olsen Uziakup and Atiba Hutchinson. Yeah. Uh, right wing, we had uh, our very own wonder kick. One knockout, Ashton Hazic. And up front, we had a returning uh, Jenkinson making his second debut for Bishkrish. So, uh, yeah. on paper, I, th- I thought it was a very exciting lineup. Agreed. 100%. Yeah, I'm 100% with you. I think my only um, concern was uh, uh, not seeing Bilal. Like, not even on the on the, mm. the sheet, right? He wasn't even on a sub yeah. for us available. So no, that wasn't was a sub either. Um, yeah. I was glad to see uh ozan like i think yeah a bit of a surprise for folks perhaps um yeah and that would also be a, a, a turn out to be a, a good move i guess we can start talking about this match a little bit and that's like one yeah. of the first talking points so right off the bat um second minute of the game the first chance would provide itself uh, via ozan who sent a lovely cross into montero uh, on a free kick i suppose or was it a corner it was, it was a corner so corner. actually what happened is before that uh jake Thompson actually had a decent chance on the header and uh, it was def- deflected off um 
um, the Aconia Sport defender and went out for a corner. And from the resulting corner, uh, the cross came in. Uh, Montero got had a free header, but sadly it was over the bar and out for a goal kick. Yeah. So that was it. We kind of had uh, two chances uh, right after each other uh, to start off with the game. It was a, a great start. Uh, we looked hungry. Uh, we, we looked like we wanted to uh, really take the game to Cognaspor. Yeah, we definitely did. Um, and then, so 12th minute was, would be the next kind of real moment of note, and bam. Um, Ozan tries to lay it off for Jenk. Defense gets there first. It, miraculously, you could say, drops right back to Ozan. Uh, and bam, there we go, right off the right at the gates, one nil. Mm. What were your thoughts on the goal? Uh, I was a bit. I thought it was a beautiful goal for Cena. Mainly, I thought Cena kind of from the first. It was a beautiful pass from Montero from the first third to the final third. It took their whole midfield out of the game. It found Olsen in a very nice spot. Olsen tried one of his uh, trademark reverse through balls to try and find uh, Jenkinson. Uh, sadly. It didn't quite go through. Uh, the defender cut out, but as you said, uh, miraculously fell back into the path of Olsen Uziak, who sent him through and goal. You could say maybe played a one-two with the defender. Uh, yeah. That might make it sound a bit better. And it was a, it was a lovely kind of uh, placy uh, with his right foot into the top right corner of the net. Yeah, one uh, of those like, where he pulls it up short. And yeah, yeah. It's really a, a very nice finish. Uh, it was a nice finish. And there was, it was an interesting celebration from Olsen as well. It looked like he was playing a bit of PlayStation and then uh, made a, a T-side. Uh, I don't know what that was all about, but uh, I, I, I'm sure someone, someone will know what that, what that meant. Um, Given some of his uh, previously controversial goal celebrations, at least it was very, like, nobody was offended here, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, unfortunately, it would just be five minutes later in the 17th, I guess 18th officially. Um, I'll, I'll hand this one to you. <laughs> what happened here? Uh, so what happened here is right. So Skuhelmi uh, whipped in the cross, and um, uh, Bardashi. Yeah. This was Karim Bardashi of uh, Konyaspor, Konyaspor centre back. Yeah. He, he kind of got in between Montero, and um, I think it might have been Atiba, and uh, he rose up and, and got a, a header. It was quite easy for him, and it was. I mean, Utku had no chance of getting to it. Um, it should have been marked better, but. That's one of the things with set pieces. I always feel um, it, was, it was harder getting the guys from the the back. So obviously he he was kind of uh, came in from the back and uh, moved forward into the box. Uh, kind of came in undetected and uh, got a free head on. Utko sadly couldn't do anything about it, and it yeah. was uh, one each. I wonder if Erson would have plucked that one out of the air before it got there. You know, he's a little more aggressive on those. Um, yeah. Maybe not, you know, because it came in at that sort of funky angle. Credit to Guillerme. And um, as yeah. for Abdul Kerim, I have to... I don't think I gave them much credit in the last match, in the Super League match, or, or, you know, which we just won on the Rosier goal, like yeah. I mentioned earlier. Um, their centre-backs, vis-a-vis Abdul Kerim and um, Ahmed Chedek, I think it was, they were Ahmed really Chelsea. solid, actually, against us. Uh, yeah. It has to be said. So for him to score there, you know, maybe a little bit of... Uh, Justice, perhaps, you know. But anyway, twentieth um, minute, nineteenth, or you know, nineteen and change, or something like that. Um, Montero begins to slip up a little bit. Uh, defender gets around yeah. him, but he does the the right thing. He, a professional foul, kind of clearly outside of the box, and he signals as much. Um, 
gets himself a yellow card, but but stops what would have been a very dangerous position. So you know it's like bad and good. Um, but so yeah, that is also I'll, I'll sort of hand this to you. Something sort of occurs, and your theory is probably correct here. Huh? What, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. So basically, Montero, as you said, makes a professional foul on the edge of the box. Uh, it, it seemed to be that there was an eight and eight collision. Um, so f from the resulting free kick, uh, luckily uh, there was no danger. Uh, we, so we, we were able to deal with the free kick, no problem. But uh, shortly after that, uh, Montero uh, uh, just uh, left himself to the ground and uh, signaled to come off, and he was uh, holding his knee. Uh, so that seems to be uh, as a result of the knee to knee collision. Uh, just uh, before that, which resulted in the free kick and him getting a yellow card. Uh, we were quite worried because after the game, uh, Sargon did, did uh, reveal to the media that uh, Montero was uh, walking with a stick. But, um, yeah, which which raises the sort of the whole ACL yeah. concerns. Yeah. But the the good news is he sort of officially sort of nipped that in the bud. Yeah. Uh, and said it wasn't so bad. He'll be back soon. And then yeah, it's just a it's just a, he's got a muscle strain in his knee. Yeah. Uh, he strained the ligament, so it's not a tear. So he'll only miss uh, three to four weeks. So hopefully. I said uh, two to three, even, so. Yeah. Maybe three to four is more realistic. <laughs> so so a, a boy Montero, luckily, won't be out for too long. And hopefully, he'll be healthy and uh, ba back in his best form as soon as possible and ready to help the team because we need yeah. him. Exactly. And, and meanwhile, hopefully, well in tone, won't get any red cards because <laughs> we, yeah. we're going to need him to be real disciplined yeah. now. Um, but so yeah, that would be the bad news. Uh, so 21st minute, and he's out of the match. Uh, Wellington would come in. Uh, I see it marked here as the 25th minute, so maybe there was a little delay in him getting off the pitch or something. Um, yeah, he went to the side first, and then Monte uh, Wellington just walked on. Uh, so we played 10 men for a wee bit. Yeah, exactly. And then in the 28th minute, uh, the card would be divvied out in the 30th to Sikalishi. But um, in the 28th minute is when it would happen on the pitch. A pretty wild, uh, savage kick to the back of Ativa. Certainly dangerous, certainly merited the yellow. Um, and then, just three minutes later, further up the pitch on the left side, and Sakula would, he, he was pretty effective the, uh, the whole match actually in this regard. Uh, and he's been better on the attack lately, which is an interesting thing. But he uh, did a nice little move to get around Shangelia, and Shangelia, I guess, wasn't having it. Slid in, missed because of, of Encyclopedia's move, but then brings his back foot in and just... I mean, what do you think here, uh, Cartel? For me, this is a clear red card, no? Yeah, I, th I think Shangelia should have been off the park. It was a... It, it was a... It was a what I call a Quaresma classic. Uh, normally when Quaresma, Quaresma get uh, pissed off on the pitch, he'd yeah. uh, chase the guy down and uh, just uh, scissor him with both legs. Yeah, That's right. what, exactly what Shengelia done to uh, our boy in Sakala here. So for me, that's a red card every time. Um, yeah. So it should have been, uh, Cognitive Sports should have been down to 10 men. Agreed. Um, and so yeah, instead just two quick yellow cards for Sikulishi and Shengelia. Um, fully with you on that. As we go into the half, tied one to one, um, I feel like you see the scoreline. You're always worried about, you know, this could go against us because you know it's football. But on the other hand, we were fairly dominant, right? Like we were yeah. mostly in control, had a number of chances. Um, 
you know, I think the injury kind of shocked everyone and that slowed things down for a little bit there. Yeah. And, and then things got weirdly physical at the end, as we mentioned. But um, at, for the most part, I wasn't like, oh, no, this isn't going to go our way. You know, I, I mean, I, again, there's always that nagging doubt. But Are you, were you with me there? Yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I think quite often that's the case with, uh, with us, man. We, but we play good football, so I, I was going into this thinking... I believe we we'll win this game, and so I, I wasn't I wasn't too worried or anything. I knew we would uh, some way somehow get a result in the end, and so I wasn't too worried at the half. Yeah, um, the only sub made at the half was made by Konya. Uh, Diomande would come into the match for Hadziametovic. Um, so obviously they're going for pace, probably something on the counter. Um, Diomande was actually fairly effective, I have to say. Um, more, you know, he. he left an imprint on the match. Um, there wasn't a lot of real excitement uh, until about the 71st minute. Did, am I missing anything? For me, the first moment was um, Ozan finding Nkudu, uh, who just missed. Uh, there's, missing a couple of, there's a couple of chances I want to talk about. Um, uh, Jenk Tosun had a good chance with the header. Oh, yeah, um, I forgot the cross. Uh, so uh, Jane Tosun had a good, it was a, it was a nice cross. It was quite a slow cross. So Jane Jen uh, Jen had to generate all the power himself with the header. He, and he had to kind of bend back in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he kind of had to take, take his head back and kind of like head on the ball. So he, because of the way the, the cross was quite slow, he couldn't get a lot of power on it. But Jenk being Jenk, you know, he's got a great header for the ball. That's one of his strengths. He's, he can finish with both feet and his head. Yeah, uh, he was able to make something of it, and he, he forced the, the the keeper into making uh, quite an athletic save. So I thought I thought that was an early point. There was another there was another uh, great chance we had for Kevin and uh, Kevin and Kudu. Yeah, Sorry, this is the one Kudu. I was thinking. Yeah, exactly. So not Kudu. It was actually it was Rosier, and this was actually I thought the best chance of the whole game. Uh, it was it was actually a beautiful link up between um, Olsen and Jenk, just like the old times. Yep. So Olsen plays the ball there, Jenk Jenk plays a lovely one-time pass uh, to the right flag where Rosier's uh, he's free. Instead of kind of bringing the ball down, uh, kind of slowing it down and taking the shot, he kind of, I feel like Rosier kind of rushed the shot and he hit it wide, but uh, that was a great chance. He could have taken uh, more time over that and I felt as if that was a great chance to make it 2-1. It was uh, uh, one of many. Yeah. But I, th- I thought the link-up play between uh, Olsen and Jenk that one... Th- one touch pass from Jenk to to Rosia on the right flank was uh, it was beautiful to see. Um, yeah, and I and obviously uh, everyone probably thought he had a pretty good first half with the goal and, and just generally being kind of active. He was no ghost, which you love to see. Um, yeah. But then I thought maybe he kind of ghosted a bit in the first half. But going back and looking at the highlights, he was very involved in all of these moves, like. The, the, Nkudu, yeah. the, the Nkudu near miss that I was talking about, he had set up. You mentioned his involvement in a couple of other attacks. So it's yeah. good to see in the 77th minute, another Ozan cross would find Abu, Abubakar, I should be more formal, sorry, uh, Vincent yeah. Abubakar, and he would head it straight down to the ground and kind of up over the post. Uh, he probably could have been could have done a bit better, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I feel like I've forgotten a match event in in between there, right? Yeah, so um, yeah Abubakar was... came into the match. That's what I forgot to uh-huh. mention. Uh, and before that, um, Farouk Mia would enter the match for Shengelia, who, you know, again, 
shouldn't have even been in the match anymore, but uh, Abubakar came into the match for uh, Hasic in the 65th minute. Um, uh, also, Artem Kravets would enter the match for Sikalishi, another guy who was skirting the line there between getting a red. Um, and also, Kyle Lahren would come into the match for Jank Tosun in the 65th. Yeah. Uh, but so then, the Nkudu, the Nkudu highlight I mentioned, by, set up by Ozan. Then the Abubakar uh, highlight that I mentioned, set up yeah. by Ozan again. Um, Would you mind if I made a, a comment about the substitutions? Because uh, I, I wasn't, see the time, I wasn't too happy with the substitutions uh, with uh, Abubakar. And I thought, well, I personally thought that Hasic uh, could, could have came off a lot and that was fine. But me, I personally would have kept Jenk Thurston on because I felt as if Jenk was getting just uh, heating up in the second half. Yeah. He, was, he had that chance on the head on the, he also gave the pass to Rosier to set him up. He was looking active, he was looking lively. And I felt yeah. as if this, this could have been a game where we, we didn't need to play Abu Bakar. He's been, he's been very tired recently. Yeah, uh, I think just he, given he his injury history, right? You've got to yeah. keep him healthy. No, I, I'm fully with you on that. I, I'm typically yeah. fairly critical of Sergan's subs, and I think this is another example um, Kyle yeah. Lan, you want to bring on fine? I mean, personally, I wanted to see Hasic and Jank get a full 90. Um, yeah. Because these are guys I've been wanting to see. You know, obviously, Jank just coming into the match you want. but So if he was tired because, you know, he didn't get a whole lot of playing time lately, fine. Yeah. You know, if that if that's the case, I'll, I'll give them a bit benefit of the doubt. Um, Hasic, you know, again, I just I want to see what the kids got. And he doesn't, you know, you, you can't really... From here on out in the Super League... I think we're gonna have we're not we're gonna be very risk averse, right? We're gonna be real careful. So yeah, um, I doubt Hasich gets a ton of playing time. So again, this would have been a good chance. Whatever. Um, yep. He wanted this win. I get that too. So whatever. Uh, maybe you bring in Laren, but yeah, I don't see the need to take out Jank. Um, unless we're gonna use him on Monday, perhaps we'll see a start. But we'll talk about that after. Um, a couple more subs from Konya. Won't really get into it. Ahmed Chalik gets a yellow card in the 80th minute. Um, right around the time that Kyle Lahren um, has, I, I'll hand it to you, but I thought like a really lovely kind of created yeah. opportunity that was so saved well. Yeah, so it was kind of from that uh, Kyle Lahren spot, that kind of left wing mm-hmm. uh, position. So uh, Kyle Lahren kind of picks up uh, the, ball, the, ball, the ball on the left side of the box, uh, takes a touch uh, kind of towards goal. And takes it's a beautiful call in uh, Plassey with his right foot, and uh, it forces a great save from the goalkeeper. It was, I thought it was a, a great effort of Laren, and it was a another sign of I feel like a player that's been improving since the start of the season. Uh, not only in his uh, goal scoring output, but in terms of his technique and his uh, uh, ability of getting involved in the build up and actually it's been a more cohesive uh, cog in the in the team. I think he's. Uh, Improved uh, tenfold since the start of the season, and I think that that that, that beautiful kind of uh, technical shot with the that, the classy with his right foot, uh, not something that we've seen a lot from Kyle Lahren up until now, but uh, it, was, it was a very good, it was a great effort and forced a, a, a phenomenal save. I thought. Agreed. Yeah, I I, um, I I feel like I was like zoning out a little bit in the second half. Like things got a little muddled. Um, there's like so many chances and it just kept going against us that like I, I was like all right whatever we're not gonna score here. I went I got up and like made a coffee I think and I, I somehow missed this but yeah in the highlights 
I was stunned. It was it was a really good save too. Yeah. Um, their keeper, I gotta be honest, in both of these matches, he's not he's no pushover um, in his defense. But anyway, um, that would be really it for for the, the the end of extra time. A bunch of subs. Joseph would come in for Ozan. Rashid yeah. Ghazal would enter the match for uh, Georges Kevin and Kudu. Uh, Nedjip got his sort of obligatory yellow card in the 85th minute. Yeah. What are you going to do? Um, am yeah, I missing that... any highlights at the end here, at the end of regulation? I feel like things kind of slowed down. Yeah, but there's one thing I'd, I'd like to mention was um, regarding, again, the, the Joseph Olsen Ozeko had played a, a great game. Obviously, so I, I, love, I love Joseph, but... Is what one each while pushing for a second goal? Why why do you take off your creative set and uh, put on a defensive one? Well, and um, even more so because it's yeah. gotten kind of a slow and a stalemate. Joseph's yeah. not going to change that aspect of the game, and yeah. if it's going to remain sort of a stalemate, you kind of if you're thinking towards penalties, Ozan is yeah. one of your better set piece takers. So I don't yeah. uh, doubly well, yeah, it doesn't really make a ton of sense. Well, yeah, I was thinking if you're going to bring on Joseph, you have to you take off Atiba. But I personally would have taken off a Tiba at that point and would have brought on Mensah Ademli H. That personally would have been my option. Because I, I feel like in a game that you're drawing one each, you're pushing for a goal, you're, you're creating chances, but you're slowing down a wee bit. I don't see why you, you bring in your, your number six. So, all right, Joseph, in my eyes, he's been our best player this season, but uh, and he played a phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal game at the weekend yeah. against Nekonya. So I thought... Uh, just like I said about, about Abu Bakar earlier on, I thought Joseph, it, it was his birthday as well. I think the guy deserved a rest. I don't yeah, think he, I he had to play this game. I agree. Um, no, I think Joseph, Abu Bakar, and also like potentially a guy like Unkudu, although since he typically comes off the bench, fine. But so I get taking yeah. him out. You know, he's kind of injury prone. So fine, you get Gazal yeah. some minutes. I don't know if it needs to be Gazal. I had forgotten that Atakan was loaned out. Um, yeah, he's and really... Hasid, um, was already uh, but this, yeah. you know, Gokan Ture was on the bench, so I thought maybe yeah. we get a little Gokan action. Apparently not. Anyway, um, extra time would begin, and uh, still, just really exciting stuff. This is when the game would kind of open up again a little bit. Uh, how would this begin? I guess they'd make a sub. Bitiki um, would enter the match for Jesse Sekidike, which you know Sekidike can can make trouble. He's his. Final product isn't always there, but you know you know how the Super League is. Like sometimes it doesn't need to be there. You can just cause a little chaos, and that's all it takes. So I was pretty happy to see him leave the match. Um, first bit of action in extra time, uh, 98th minute. We had some really phenomenal tiki taka action that ultimately resulted in a header that went straight to the keeper. Unfortunately, um, I can't remember who finally was there on the header. I think it might have been Gazal. Yeah, um, it, was, it was actually Gazal, yep. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, 106th minute Mensa would enter the match for Atiba. That, fine. I was surprised Bernard Mensa didn't play this match, 100% honestly. Like, yeah. I was glad Ozan did in the end, but maybe... Yeah, it was, I, I've been longing for Mensa to play with Ozan or Mensa to play with Lee Eich all season. Same. And there's still to see it. Um, so I thought this game would have been the perfect game, but obviously uh, uh, Sargent thought otherwise. Yeah, um, he's been real conservative with that, honestly. Yeah. Uh, his whole center uh, of midfield has been real conservative. He actually, he had a pretty, like, in his defense, he had that pretty sound 
explanation of playing without fans, yeah. how you got to be more conservative or whatever. But I, yeah. whatever, I don't know. I still want to see a little bit of like preparation for normalcy, you know, because like things are going to get back to normal soon. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, whatever. Uh, 115th minute, Abubakar misses low left. Um, you remember that? Uh, 116th, Mensa takes a shot that's like a kind of audacious lob. That actually almost comes off. Yeah. Keeper just kind of knocks it off the post, and then it drops back, and a little bit of chaos, but not enough. Um, I guess the only real, perhaps, controversy at the end of this was in the 120th minute, which so literally the very end. Uh, Utku comes out of the box slightly, makes a save. There's question of if it's a handball or not. I think it misses his hand and hits his shoulder, arm. You know, maybe, uh, maybe no arm. I don't think. I mean, what, what, do you have any thoughts on that? That was it. It was a shoulder, 100%. Uh, there wasn't a, there wasn't a handball there. It was the right call by the referee to, um, obviously not to give a handball. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was. I mean, I'm, I imagine the, the heartbreak there. All, all those chances we just talked about. We might have even missed some. We might have missed some. There was that. There was that many. I think. Even yeah. Atiba had a chance before he came off in the extra time as well. Uh, we kind of missed that one. Uh, after all those chances we missed, I imagine right at the end we conceded that goal. That would have been yeah. heartbreaking. Absolutely. Uh, but luckily, Utku uh, was, uh, was able to come with the goods, and uh, people thought there might have been a handball, but in further inspection from the replays, it's quite clear it uh, hit off the shoulder of Utku, and uh, the referee gave the right call. Yeah. He didn't uh, by not well. giving he a handball. almost like trapped yeah. in his chest. Um, yeah. But so I'll hand, I'm going to hand over the penalties to you. Uh, you want to walk okay. us through them? like? Fairly quickly, I guess. I don't okay. need to spend too much time. But. Yeah, so basically, uh, we started off with Artem Kravitz. Uh, so Kravitz uh, takes a penalty, and uh, it was, it was, it wasn't the best of penalties, but it was a good save uh, from Otkuyulakuran. Um, I think it was towards the, the right side of the goal. Uh, Rashid Gazal um, takes our first penalty, and as you'd expect from the an Algerian talisman. It was uh, very coolly, coolly done. Uh, phenomenal penalty. Gave us a 1 0 advantage. Uh, Go Helmy. Uh, then took their second penalty. Uh, tied things up at 1. So, uh, Berlin Mensa. Now, the Berlin Mensa um, comes up to the ball. He's, he, I thought in his run up, I was like, this guy's going to. He's either going to miss it or the keeper's going to save it. I can just tell from Mensa's run up. Uh, they wasn't going to score, and uh, he just hit it kind of. It wasn't in the call. He hit it towards the left of the goal. He made it very obvious where he was going to take the shot, and it was uh, quite easily saved uh, by Eri and uh, the corner scored a goal. Um, it was just one of those penalties you could just tell. Um, that, yeah, and not uh, to be a jerk, but he's got uh, yeah. a bit of a track record of, of uh, flopping yeah. penalties with us now. Uh, against uh, against uh, Kayseri Sport as well. He scored one against Trabzon, but in the first game of the season, but I think the main problem with his penalties is it shows with his body language where he's going to shoot. So if it's if it doesn't come off perfect, is he's going to it's going to get stopped every time. So I think from now on we've learned a lesson that uh, Mensa probably shouldn't be allowed anywhere on their penalties. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That definitely is the lesson we've learned. Um, but, but yeah, then, so so round us out. So how does it end? Uh, so then we've got the uh, Nevan, uh, we get Skubic, uh, comes up for his penalty, and uh, it was over the bar. Scooby Doo. After that, 
Sorry. After that, <laughs> I can't help uh, it. Mr. Reliable, Mezzy Poyser. I mean, he scored, he scored his penalty against Liverpool in that famous game. Mm-hmm. Converted his penalty against Leon in the Europa League as well. And I had, I had no doubt in my mind that the, the El Capitano <laughs> uh, was, was going to convert. And uh, it, was a, it was a beautiful effort. Excellently taking penalty right in at the bottom left corner. Uh, couldn't, uh, couldn't fault it at all. And then we had Farouk Mia step up for Konya Sport. Uh, so with that, then we took a, a three to a three to one advantage. Farouk Mia took their fourth penalty. It was well scored. And then Valentin Rosier. I don't know about you, but I was I was quite nervous about Rosier taking a penalty, but um, it converted nicely. And then I finally, was like, I didn't know. I was like, at first I was, but then I was like, I don't know. That yeah. he's been on a tear lately, you know. Even just that yeah. momentum and confidence could do it. But he's, I just feel he's like that kind of guy. Like he's very, he's very, he's he's hot blooded. You know what I mean? He's always, yeah, for sure. He always gets riled up, and I feel like, yeah, the yeah, penalty is more for the Cameron composed. I hear that. And uh, then yeah, the kind of, you know what I mean? Um, but nonetheless, yeah. But then Abdul Karim Bardas just stepped up, and uh, was saved by uh, Utku, uh, the final penalty. So we won the penalty shootout. Um, three to two. We didn't even have to take a fifth penalty, and uh, with that, um, we won the we won the tie, and I uh, put our name into the semi-final of the Turkish Cup, and we will Especially face uh, yeah. uh, we will we'll face uh, Basak in the semi-finals of the Turkish Cup. I'm ready for them. This has been yep. brewing for a long time. Um, yep. No, it's it's uh, a, a, a great win. I'll talk a little bit about, um, I think I have some stats here somewhere. I thought I did. I don't. I guess I don't have stats. Do you have any stats for this match? I can go through the stats. Yeah, yeah. Right, so for some reason, they're not coming up. I guess Google just decided uh, so, uh, not to do yeah. it for the cup. Right, so in the absence of the, the, uh, the Aquaman, uh, I'll give you the stat flash of the game. Yeah. Right, so... Obviously, Best Clash won uh, 3-2 on penalties after the game ended, uh, one each after extra time, as we've just uh, discussed. So the possession was 56-44 um, to 44 in favour of Best Clash. Wow, um, not, not like commanding as usual, perhaps. Yep, yeah. uh, 20, 29 shots uh, compared to 12 of Konya. Wow. Uh, Best Clash had 13 shots on goal huh. uh, compared to 8 from Konya as well. Um, Credit to er- uh, I told you, uh solid. He's 32. Where'd this guy come from, man? Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. Yep. Um, so, Besiktash uh, had five block shots. Konya uh, had four. Konya had 13 free kicks. We had 20. We had uh, nine corners compared to four of Konya. Uh, three offsides each. 22 throw-ins for us compared to 21 for them. Um, 12 saves. For the goalkeeper for them compared to seven of us. Um, they had 19 fouls, we had 13. Uh, three yellow cards for them compared to two for us. Um, they had 112 attacks, we had 136. And according to this, we had 99 dangerous attacks compared to 42 for them. This is according to uh, flash goals. Nice. Great. Wow, that was those good stats. Oh, everyone's got to run yeah. for his money now. Um, no, that was uh, 
sort of about what I'd expect. You know, we were generally dominant, but at the same yeah. time, they were not like impotent, right? Like they they showed something. Yeah. You know, credit to Konya over both of these matches, honestly. That yeah. they're not they're not having their best season on paper, right? But uh, yeah. you have to give credit to, to them where it's due. They, they've put two solid performances up against us. Um, uh, three. I mean, they absolutely destroyed us in the first, in the second, the third game of the season. Uh, if you remember right. that, they beat us four-one, and that match day three. Um, that's right. Um, I actually put, I actually put a hundred pounds on Best Crash winning that game, so I lost the uh, hundred pounds <laughs> that day. Uh-oh. Um, it yeah, wasn't my finest, wasn't my finest moment. Uh, it was good <laughs> odds, but, uh, you know, but um, obviously I lost the money in the end, so it, it didn't turn out so nicely. But we got revenge, you know, we beat, we beat them twice now, so it's all good. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Well, so, um, yeah, that's that's that. Our stats are out. Uh, there's no standings here because we're talking about the Turkish Cup. Obviously, yeah. our next match, stay tuned. We're playing Genshler on Monday. Um, yeah. This is actually an interesting schedule change. This is really important for our listeners here in the United States. Um, this match is going to be on Monday at 8 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. god! Uh, so for those of us here in in uh, sorry, that's Eastern Standard Time here on the East Coast of yeah. the United States. So uh, check your local listings. It's a little better for you folks in England. Or uh, sorry, yeah. uh, that was that was sacrilege uh, in the UK. Or I should say Scotland. Um, yeah. Yeah. So but, it's uh, one o'clock in the afternoon for us. But uh, see, then you better have your lucky charms ready for that one. Uh, <laughs> one that's right. That's good. Um, yeah, I mean. I'll certainly have an espresso, that's for sure. But yeah. dang, uh, 8 a.m., folks, so be ready. Set your alarms. Uh, you've been warned. Uh, and obviously, a huge match upcoming. Every match is huge yeah. for us. But like this is also huge because um, it's interesting. Best you touch the Knicks. Or, you know, the, the, the next few matches upcoming are all like theoretically winnable. So this is a good chance for us to get yeah. some points up on the board while our rivals... Don't have it so easy. Um, yeah. You know, Fenner just played Galatas today. I think they they're playing Trabzon soon. Is that right? Um, I'm not I'm not entirely too sure. But one thing that's annoying me is the fact that our bye week is after this week. Uh, it's quite annoying having it so early. I, yeah. I, I'd rather we had it near the end of the season because I feel like it kind of gives the opposition a psychological edge. Well, it gets momentum, the, right? Yeah. So that way, on, we are going to look behind them on the table, uh, even though, we've all, of course, we've played one game less. I feel as if uh, that puts more pressure on us to kind of uh, win our games, which it could work out in our favour, but uh, time will tell. Hopefully everything will be alright, and uh, come May, uh, we'll be celebrating not just uh, a Turkish League trophy, a, a Super League title, but hopefully a Cup title as well. Yeah, uh, we'll get our first, double. Our first Do double it. since 08 uh, 09. I don't know if you saw the, uh, the photo of... Uh, me, my brother, me, Eugene, I uh, my cousin, my I dad, did. and my my wee cousin and my my, my wee sister. Uh, that was the last time uh, we, we won the double. So that was 2009. Uh, 2008, 2009 was the last time you we won the double. Kids. So, that's so funny. yeah, uh, I was yeah I was 11 years old. Uh, the last time we won the double, and if we do it this year, it'll be almost 23. So that's uh, uh, 12 years later. If uh, that happens, I was uh, I think I was preparing to go to Japan. Yeah, that was yeah. Before, right before I moved there for a while. So that's crazy. Um, oh, yeah, that would be huge, obviously. And yeah, I was. By the way, I was correct. Uh, Trabzon is hosting Fener on February twenty eighth. So that's gonna be 
uh, fun for, for us, for us uh, onlookers anyway. Um, I think for Galatasaray, it's slightly smoother sales. Uh, I mean, they have like Alanya who can be tough. Even even Kasim Pasha has been tough. So I mean, they got. It's not like we we have a chance here. I think. I mean, obviously, our, I think you've correctly noted that perhaps our actual rival here is more likely to be Galatasaray than Fener, which you know, given how much Fener spent of late, yeah, is just sort of funny. But yeah, yeah Onyekuru seems yeah. to be struggling. Mean, seems to be tough. Yeah, Mustafa Mohamed as well looks like a player. Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of Fenerbahce, I mean, I've been saying this all season um, in our group chat. I, I think they're, they're, they're rubbish. Uh, they're not playing good football at all. They're, they're playing with uh, no tactics. It's just kind of uh, crossing in shallow, as they say. Um, that's right. Because that's, they have, they have Janair. That's, that's where, yeah. where we came from. No, I'm yeah, with you, so, man. And it's never, it's never just like football's never played on paper, you know. Guys have to, yeah. you know. I, this season is such a perfect example where we have on paper a significantly inferior team in theory, but the camaraderie is what really has brought us yeah. kind of into the fore, you know. Whereas they have yeah. such a good team on paper, and they've really struggled to put even a single good performance out there. This, you know, lately yeah. I haven't seen Fenner play well in I don't know two months. Yeah, the thing, the thing is with uh, Fenerbahce, I feel like they've been very lucky so far. They've been get, getting a lot of lucky wins, uh, scraping victories, and I think it's it's only going to last so long. Uh, the time's going to come where they're going to uh, hit a bad spot, just like they did uh, a few months back, and uh, it's it's not going to be nice for them. I think they might tumble down, and I see from a personal note, uh, if uh, Fenerbahce doesn't get a lot of help from the referees, which I suspect might be the case, because of how uh, politicised uh, the, the signing of Mesut Ozil has been. So I'm a bit worried about uh, referee involvement, but if Fenerbahce uh, keep playing the way they are, uh, the luck will run out and I feel like it's going to be between us and uh, Galatasaray uh, to see who will be uh, champions this year. Yeah, uh, that's I'm my personal you. opinion. I'm with you. I don't, want, I don't want to go too deep into politics on this because uh, it's, it's not a political show. But um, <laughs> Yeah, no, we always try to avoid it, to be honest. But yeah, I mean, we, yeah. we also make a lot of comments offhand, especially like when Bashakshi here was doing what they were doing and everything, you know, like, yeah. uh, that was such a kind of inherently political season, you know, but, um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, regardless, we'll be back, um, or I'll certainly be back after uh, this coming Monday. Uh, Cartel, it was a pleasure having you with us here. Um, uh, it's been a pleasure to be on the show, Cena, and I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to maybe getting the opportunity to come back on sometime. Uh, of course, you're always welcome, right. for sure, and, uh, Cartel's here because we just did the Instagram TV performance that I mentioned. We've previewed the kit that you guys can all uh, win if you raffle, you know, buy raffle tickets, five bucks a ticket, um, buy as many as you can afford, and you'll have a better chance of winning the great kit, uh, match worn Atiba. Check out the video. I don't want to go too far into detail because I want you all to see it, see us. You can see our faces. Um, yeah. Uh, but so yeah, check that out on Instagram. I'll put it on Twitter too, obviously, and all that. But uh, beyond that, of course, I have to say, let's go, Bashing Turners! <laughs> Peace out, everyone.
Besiktas International hopes you enjoyed this program.